Nihau Brain Trust, uh, Ben Glebe here. This week's episode was recorded in China, in Beijing, China, to be specific, where I just was doing shows. Somebody said, you gotta record an episode there, and I said, that sounded like a smart idea. So that's what I did a last week on the road, taking place in Beijing, one of the oldest, most ancient cities on the planet. Um, I had spent three days doing shows for two nights in Shanghai, then took a five-hour bullet train, what used to be a 13-hour train ride, to Beijing to go to see the Forbidden City, um, where the emperor used to live. And then on our second night there, they had a cool backyard hangout with some expats and a couple Chinese people. And then on our last night there, had dinner at this fancy, really nice, actually fancy restaurant. You'll hear some of the details as the podcast unfolds before your very ears. Um, inside your very ears? Inside your ears. Why very? It's always been weird to say inside your very something. It sounds pretentious. And I just said it. So I apologize for that. Um, and I thank you for your understanding, or as they say in Chinese, that's the only second, that's the second word that I know in Chinese, that's all I know. Um, but I went to this fancy restaurant and met up with these three comedians who are part of the Beijing comedy scene uh, that I didn't even know existed. I didn't do any shows in Beijing, but um, very cool guys named... Nigel and Paul and David for Tita, um, Shanghai Polly and I joined them. The man that owns the comedy club that flew me out to Shanghai, courtesy of Adam Richmond, former podcast guest, who set it all up and recommended me for the gig. So anyways, uh, in this conversation, you will hear the five of us over fancy, famous Beijing duck dinner discussing, uh, why they started stand-up in China, what brought them to China from the United States, state censorship that is very real there, um, and how much they feel it, uh, to fill you in on that. Like, you can't ever talk about what's referred to as the three T's in China. Uh, that is Tiananmen, Taiwan, and Tibet. Because uh, Tibet and Taiwan, both those... Uh, either believe they're independent or wish they had independence from mainland China and China demands that they're still and insists that they're still part of China and territory of China. And so they don't even allow the people to ever mention that they are not or refer to them as separate countries or nations or commonwealths. And then Tiananmen, you can't mention the Tiananmen Square disaster at all. Um, the... You can't mention any of these three things. You could be thrown in jail in China for that. Um, I couldn't resist but do a pretty subversive joke about it. Um, uh, just to mess with the powers that be, even though I suppose it could have landed me in some sort of hot water when I was there. But um, on stage, I did say the following joke, that I'm a bit of a gambling man, and... Um, one of my favorite bets to do is to take a bunch of men in a room. You take just a ton of dudes and you tie one of those guys up and then you gamble or make a bet on which one is tied up. So to recap, ton of men tie one to bet and nobody laughed probably for fear of their lives. But um, props to the comedians on this podcast for doing this podcast and answering some of my questions about censorship. And um, props to you all for listening. Thanks for being part of the Brain Trust and the glee of extraordinary gentlemen that you all are. Um, there will be a regular news episode coming at your ears next week. And for now, please enjoy this last week on the road, and a very heartfelt Shishani. Oh, one more thing first. I lied. It's not starting just yet. Uh, two more things you need to understand the setup of what's going on here at this dinner recording. We started recording on Shanghai Polly's phone because my phone was uh, being charged by the nice lady that spoke zero English in this Chinese restaurant in Beijing. 
and um, a couple of times you will hear us talk with the waitress, the server, which uh, was not great because people in China do not understand a damn word of English, like not even the slightest clue. Um, so that was pretty interesting. And um, I used as a mic stand my glass of super disgusting tasting bean curd juice that I ordered because I thought it would be tasty because I'm an idiot. And uh, it proved to not be the best mic stand at some point in the podcast that you will also hear. And one thing towards the end you hear mentioned about, we're talking about censorship, censorship, censorship? No, we don't. Censorship in China. And, um, and David mentions that unless you have a VPN, you can't get all the internet networks. A VPN is this way where you can create an IP address um, that appears like it's from a different country so that the Chinese government or any oppressive government cannot be aware of what you're doing on your computer or phone. And it seems like a very complex way to circumvent the government, but it works. I was able to, when I was in China, get on Instagram and Twitter and, and check my Gmail and get on Google, even though all of that is banned in China. Um, but what's weird that nobody tells you, it's pretty easy to subvert communist authoritarian governments because you just have to download an app. There's literally just an app for that, for subverting the government. You get a VPN app. And you can then go on any website. So it seems pretty easy to me. I don't know why the whole country does not do that. But um, on that note, and without any further bullshit, uh, last week on the road starts now. On the road again, going places that I've never been, seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. Alright, and we're back! Yeah, well, you have to ask for it, right? I think you ask for the phone back and then she'll return it unless they're selling it for black parts. Transferring all my files with one time use access. This is a fake Chinese version of your podcast. It's like that. <laughs> it's one of the last weeks on Earth. Super <laughs> <laughs> funny podcast politics. You guys hear they have fake rice now? No. Yeah, some people got arrested for yeah. forging rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did hear about that actually. But isn't rice already the cheapest thing possible? That's why people yeah. eat it all over the world. Then something with eggs is when I first got here. Eggs, they were fake eggs. You could drop them and they could just bounce. Oh, <laughs> That's a telltale sign. That's yeah. a problem for an egg. Yeah, like, what is the overhead on fucking? Like, <laughs> like, how much are you? Let me say, like, get scientists. Is anyone in contact? And, like, engineers <laughs> to get a, make a fake egg. They could yeah. have just bought chickens. Yeah, fucking. I really don't understand how you why you would make fake rights with the benefit. You can keep it. Make people sad. <laughs> and it was so poison. Oh, this is not the, the, the chemical they were using. <laughs> The resin they used was poisonous? Yeah. Their fake rice was killing people. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You're going to make fake rice go all out, don't Yeah. You're going to go full evil genius. Like don't throw poison in last food. minute, though. You ruin your fake rice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst recipe, fake rice. It's perfectly replicated rice, you guys, for cheaper. Now let's put poison in it. <laughs> Real quick. We're about to ship it out, guys. Uh, we want to only get this business any, once. Any any price is good price. Yeah. <laughs> we can spin that around. I think it's amazing also how they have, in the convenience stores here, they don't have any sort of beef jerky, but they do have chicken feet directly in the plastic yeah. container. Oh, yeah. Like a plastic pouch, sealed back. Mm-hmm. But I have your chicken feet. You don't have to. <laughs> well, Chinese people disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Give me those chicken feet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, love like, chicken feet. Like, like pretty dainty little time. girls. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, like yeah, I have Chinese girls that are going to go to school in America. They're like, dainty girls. Like, you're going to have a busted boyfriend. I'm chilly as easy to eat that fucking chicken feet. <laughs> yeah. And then he's going to be gross the fuck out. <laughs> they look uncooked. Are they uncooked? They're no. boiled. They're boiled. Oh, okay. They look boiled. Flying. That's weird. <laughs> so gross. Nigel, would you mind inquiring about our duck? Yeah. And, and my phone. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. With your amazing Chinese. Number one duck, number two phone. Let's not say amazing. Nigel, get embarrassed. All right, Riley. This is the only country I've been to where a lot of the people that live here for a long time don't really speak the language at all. Yeah. We have a few words you got by. A lot of people are like, I don't know what it means. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I think, like I said, I think, like, Beijing, especially this part of Beijing, is different. I'd say most Gulo people speak pretty decent. Yeah, most Gulo people? Gulo, this, this area of Beijing. Um, but... Oh, his phone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm charging elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, that Unless they sent like a message to everyone saying, "There's a white guy." There's a phone. His phone's charged. <laughs> yeah. Quickly steal the information. Wearing a Dodgers shirt. Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he ordered like five stupid drinks. <laughs> Could I stand out more? An LA shirt, a long trench coat, and the weirdest drinks even the Chinese don't drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I have a drinking problem. Apparently, thought it was a good thing to. Record audio off of? <laughs> Drinkers, yeah, seven as well. What if this ends up being an innovation in podcasting? Yeah. If you put your, your recording device over bean curd juice... <laughs> the more disgusting the drink. Really the dead, the better the sound. Yeah, 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 it deadens the sound. <laughs> that goes off. The phone button. The phone? Soji? Soji. Oh, Soji. Hello, hello. You know, mm. Charging is good. It's good. Perfect. Mm. I'll take it back. I don't know what she said. She's, she's good to you. Oh. It's, it's so weird. I've also found here that more than any place I've ever been to in the world, people don't at all understand English. Like, no. I mean, oh, yeah. but like, they don't even understand like the human interaction. Like, it clearly I thought I said the phone and she would have, after you translated, why didn't she go like, yes. But it seemed like she was still seeing how to confuse vibe. We were saying something that was over both my head and her over her head. Mm-hmm. What I said. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's different here. <laughs> things, things are different here. Things, things are not convenient. Yeah. And, and people don't understand things. Why is it? Uh, I don't know. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a cultural thing. It'll change the more westernized it becomes. Yeah. True. So let me just. Ask. I mean, this is like the capital city. It's not like we're in like yeah. the middle of nowhere. I feel, I feel like in Shanghai is much more westernized. Like yeah. Shanghai, you can you can kind of jump in a cab and be like, oh, I'm a hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like, like here, if you have no Chinese, it's it's like impossible to. Yeah. You have to right. like somewhere to Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're Josh Harris. You just bumble your way through life. There's Asian trade pile over there. (laughs) Um, But even in Shanghai, I asked somebody how to get back to my hotel the other day. I'm like, I'm at the Xinjiang Hotel. You know where I'm going. There were were English-speaking people, and and they said, well, I don't because there are many Xinjiang hotels. I'm like, well, that's inconvenient. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's like Marriott in a way. Or it's like any chain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chain. yeah there you go. but you didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that when you got it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, within a few blocks of each other, there's many of them. It's a little off. There's three. What? There's three. There's three very close to each other. Right next door to each other. Yeah, that's odd. Great parking. Oh, so. Why not? Why not do that? It's funny. Shanghai tends to make more sense than Beijing, generally, but maybe not, not enough for it to be, you know, for it to make any sense whatsoever. We did take a train up here. And the, oh, Shanghai to Beijing. Oh, we're, yeah, we're next to a, a noodle shop. And KFC. And the uh, Starbucks, Starbucks, right? Oh, yeah. And guess what? There's like six Yeah, that was, yeah. That <laughs> was real like problematic finding you guys. I'm in the Starbucks that's next to the KFC. And then, then there were yeah. seven of those. <laughs> anywhere in Beijing. You could be, you could be yeah. anywhere. The train station had literally three KFCs yeah. and two Starbucks within eyesight of each other. Yeah. KFC is like Chinese Starbucks as well. Like, I mean, people, yeah, people, people just linger. In Central, people just go there to like do work and like, yeah, just just really play, weird. Or just go to sleep. Some like, people just sleep yeah. Yeah, over the winter because it has heating. So people and people just bring in food at the outside hours. of KFC and they just eat there. Just yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a common thing. Over they've heating, you mean like they people like huddle around the rotisseries? And... <laughs> As the chicken is being cooked. Uh, but That's so. actually fine just because they don't it's have to rotisserie the KFC. Yes. It's an oil basket. Bonfires in the buckets. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen that on the street. So. <laughs> One of those random fires that people a have. A real small logo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always wanted to see a bonfire in a bucket. Yeah. I feel like you're like in an 80s movie set in Harlem if that happens. <laughs> yeah. It's just so... 
This fuzzle is Jack City, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on fire. <laughs> it's not, even, not even when a new mix set drops. Uh, what is she saying? <laughs> she's saying it, it's charging, I think, but I would love it back now. I think it's plenty of charge. I need it. I need to make a phone call. I need, I need it. What does that mean? Sula? Sula? It's on the way. It's on the way. Oh, cool. Thank you. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that yeah, was good. That was good. Yeah. You got some charge, I like it. There you go. Love it. Everything in Chinese is always coming for you, regardless of the speed at which yeah, it's actually coming. Yeah. That's, that's how much, that's how much culture. drugs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much, <laughs> how much charge does one get? I bet. Oh, it's good. I got 33%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I'm going to watch, I'm gonna watch it. Back. Yeah, shut yours for a while and save, make sure that's saved. Replace my phone over the bean curd. All right. Phone over bean curd Wait, podcast no. happiness <laughs> yes. is the name of this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be the Chinese version of it. It would be. Uh, not great at titling, but uh, then again, yeah. they just harmonious have a lot of your feelings. Bean, harmonious bean curd. Um, harmonious bean curd yeah. of great pleasure and <laughs> auditory simplicity. Like movie bean titles get pavilion harmony. Movie titles get translated into like very literal versions yeah. of words. Like, 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 for example, like a, a colleague of mine once said to me, um, she was like, "Oh, have you seen that new movie of uh, Friends Who Can Have Sex?" Which <laughs> Which was, which was the movie Friends with Benefits, but just, in Chinese it was just any subtlety was just removed from the, uh, from the title of Friends the movie. Friends who can have sex. Yeah. Basically, that's what it's about. The Hulk is like I call it a green giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah green, the green giant. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused with the, the jolly green, green version, yeah. version of the. You guys have him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have him. Not as scary as the Hulk. No, not as scary. As the Hulk. No. So jolly, <laughs> a little too jolly. I think yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. That it really world. cuts down the intimidation factor <laughs> when you're super jolly. Scary though. Too concerned with green beans to be scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will destroy all the green beans. You, you go for Too it, buddy. Well. I'm going to focus on the main dish. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely coming. Definitely coming quickly. On a horse. Yeah, it's coming. We're waiting on our on our Beijing duck. Yeah, yeah that's also coming quickly. And it's not called Peking duck. Peking is how you used to refer to Beijing, is that correct? Yes, when, when, when British people were like, oh, we know what's what's that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're by just Peking or Peking. And we're, like, we're going to name it for you. Chicken ching chong dog. Very, 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 very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice that you're trying to speak, but I think you'll find we know what's going on here. So, I know, I already know this, but just so I can give some context to people listening to this, I would love if I'll just ask you each individually to like recap your name and what you do and what brought you to Shanghai that I'm very interested in. Beijing. Well, Beijing is. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry, Peking? Peking, yes. Flip the table, bro. Alright, so let's start with the man that brought me here to China. We're here to Shanghai, Polly. Yo. You own and run the Massey Bar and Bistro in Shanghai and the Shanghai Comedy Club. Yes. Uh, what, tell me, what brought you to, to Shanghai? You've been here 20 years. Yes. April 1st, 2015 was my 20-year anniversary. I was brought here by my girlfriend at the time, who was Shanghainese, from Montreal. So you just, just came chasing chasing the girl? Oh, sorry. Um, we were together for three and a half years before we got here. And then she kicked me to the curb. <laughs> after you got here? Uh, pretty much six months after. And then uh, I was kind of heartbroken for all of like uh, a day. Because oh. I was at the source, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you give you the girl? Oh, she, her father had passed and she couldn't come back uh, because she was getting her Canadian passport. Like, citizenship. So she couldn't leave when, when her father had passed because it was a critical time. That she could not leave over, like a, break up her period of time. Besides, so, so I came over here to clean, to sweep the grave, right? Sweep the tomb, sweeping all the days. And then, like six months later, she went to Hong Kong, found a job, and then she, she kicked me to the curb. Her job was uh, to be someone's concubine. For real? Because she wanted to be a better daughter to her mother. What? Yeah, so she became someone's compromise to make money. First of all, not where I saw that story going. <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was a long time. Hard right toward yeah. hard institution. Right yeah. You never yeah. see it coming. And then both were right turned. Why did you get the girl that was like, oh, I was a dog? No, when her father passed, she was yeah, 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 yeah. And then she became a concubine. Yes. Why would that make her mother more proud? No, 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 because she wanted to make more money to be a better daughter for her mother. Oh, oh, oh. Well, not to make some other problems. Her mother didn't know, and I didn't tell her mother. 
It's like a Jewish mother wanting you to become a doctor. It's like, you must go and become a concubine. Do whatever he asks. Family. Yeah. And you came here and you started uh, opening bars and doing personal security and running restaurants and nightclubs. DJs, everything. And now you have Shanghai Comedy Club. I love that. I love that. And then you and I traveled down to Beijing by bullet train yesterday, five hours, and went and saw the Forbidden City and then saw the Great Wall. We climbed the Great Wall today. And tobogganed down. That was awesome. I was gangster. And we came here and joined up for dinner with uh, a bunch of cool cats from the, Shang, from the Beijing China. comedy China. scene. Yeah. Comedy Club China, it's called? <laughs> yes. Um, and that is Nigel and Paul and David. Let's start with David, since I met you first here in Beijing. You're a comic, and you are a teacher. And you brought us uh, to your girlfriend's cool backyard butong party yeah. last night? Yeah. Butong's like the back alley. Oh, Butong. Butong? Yeah. I'm going to keep calling it Butong. <laughs> Butong's good. I like Butong. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Butong, right? Yeah. Butong clan. <laughs> so, it's what... shirtless smoking. It's <laughs> <laughs> a smelly clan. Don't want to... You're from Chicago, right? I'm from Chicago. So, yeah. what on earth brought you here? Um, well, after college, um, I don't know, I wasn't really doing much, real bored. And I went to Korea for a year to teach English because I had some friends who studied abroad there and they liked it. They said teaching English was pretty easy. And you already know it. Yeah, know it. Um, fluent. <laughs> um, and I went, and it was pretty fun. Like, Korea was very fun, but it got a little old. Like the turnover rate of foreigners there was real harsh. It was like after a year, everyone left. Like, and so I was like, well, I'm left with no friends, and I've seen all of Korea, uh, so I knew one person that was in China, she got me a job here, uh, and then I eventually got a better job, and I'm teaching history and not English, um, and yeah, I met up with the comedy guys, and yeah, now we have like a solid group of friends that's been here a while. Um, that's cool. So, yeah. And how long have you been in Um, been... I started when I was in college, but I was doing it very sparingly, like like once a month. I'll deal up. I'm 27. Okay. Um, but I started, yeah, like my senior year in college, like so I was like 22 or whatever. But I was not frequent at all. And then when I got here, um, I randomly came across the open mic one night, um, and yeah, I just because I, I had a coworker that I that was doing comedy I didn't know she was but I randomly ran into her uh, that night and I asked her where she was going I think she was with you Paul yeah. that night yeah, you guys were walking there together and I was like where are you going and she said open mic and I was, she said she was performing so I was like well that seems like something I want to see you perform because uh, at work we all thought she was a little strange so I was like I want to see I want to see you on stage that's absolutely going to go see that so I went, and um, then I signed up, and I found up. That night you signed up? Yeah, that night, yeah. You're like, yeah. I actually don't even want to see you at all. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> How was she? And then how was she? Was, she was actually good. It was like I thought it was going to be much more awkward, but it was. It was not. She was completely competent. Um, and how was your first? Set? It was good because I had jokes built up from before, so it wasn't like a regular first time. So right, I, right. So, and and I, people thought I was doing it for my first time ever. I think you told them that. Yeah, I told them that. <laughs> lies to build it up. Joking, but um, no one knew me, and I had like. I didn't have a lot of jokes, but I had like five decent minutes, and so it went well. Nice. And then what's your favorite thing about Beijing? Why do you stay here? You've been here how long now? Uh, I've been here about three years. Three years. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, I think it's just that, like, it's sort of like the Wild West for foreigners in some ways. If you have something you want to do, like, creatively... There's probably not a lot of people doing it, and so you can get a lot of time. You can. It's really easy to pursue, like comedy. Like we're all we've all done or are going to do a 30 minute set at some point. And like for the amount of stage time I've had, I've gotten to do that multiple times for big audiences, receptive yeah. audiences, is like 
shocking. Like it, I, you know, that would take a lot longer to get to do in the states. And it's awesome. And then you yeah. just say something mildly offensive to the government, you get thrown in jail. But other yeah. than that, <laughs> exactly. they don't care if it's in English. That's yeah, if it's in English, they don't care. That is a great loop. There's a Chinese guy who got fined a lot for doing the same joke in Chinese, but then he did it in English, and no one cares. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because nobody understands the English here. No one checks it. It's not big enough. He put that set on Yoku. Oh. Put Chinese subtitles on it. Oh, really? Why? Yoku put it down in like five minutes. Okay, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Chinese YouTube. Was he yeah. saying really subversive things? Pardon? Was he saying really subversive things? Oh, that was really. There's one joke that was particularly pinpointed. Um, and in like, the report, it's like, I've only been abroad once. <laughs> Taiwan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can't say that. You can't say that. You can't just say that sentence. You can't say. Yeah, because you, you can't said say you've I've been, been abroad. Oh, abroad. Because he referred to it as another country. Right, so, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it's a sensitive issue. Right. Yeah, yeah. One, one, one of the three T's. I get it. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Cool. And so, Paul, you also yeah. dabble in stand comedy. I do. <laughs> and you, during the day, you do what? I am a copy editor. Oh, for, you're right. For China Daily, uh, for the newspaper, 21st Century, the teens newspaper. The, the, the teen subdivision pay print of imprint of the paper. Yeah. That's the official Chinese government in English language newspaper. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's actually much more widely read than the official adults one. Really? Because like, everyone gets it in their schools. Despite the, the one kid, her family still the most yeah, widely read. Absolutely. There's still quite a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> still quite a lot of uh, Chinese children out there. So it's, uh, Going pretty well. Yeah, it's going. The circulation is going pretty well at the moment. Yeah. Unless you're going on a per family basis, then it's definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it it, uh, it gets cut down. Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's yeah. lower ratio. Yeah. And so that's cool. And so I guess I have two questions. Well, three. What brought you here? You're from England. Yes. I can tell that because of the voice. Thank you very much. That's how I can yes. figure that out. Um, you're from the town that Judy Dench is from, and. Sort of, yeah. What band? <laughs> oh, The Cure. It's the town that The Cure is from. Yeah, yeah, or at least one of oh, them. Oh, Judy Dench goes to the market. She goes to this. Yeah, she she goes to the supermarket that I used to work at. What's the town called? When I was at work. Hawley. Hawley? Hawley, yeah. Hey, Oh, okay. That's the jam. Thank you. I don't know what you're saying. Some of the coming. All right. Black Lights. The Ducks on the way. We're getting our place replaced. Do you have a towel, a napkin? Thank you. Um, okay, so what brought you here from there? I was uh, I graduated and I was I was unemployed for like a year and I was looking for jobs in journalism and it wasn't going very well. So I decided to go abroad and become an English teacher. Uh, oh my God! Thank you. <laughs> I was just given a a lens cleaner for my sunglasses. She noticed she your, your glasses look dirty. I have she, foggy uh, glasses. Provided you with a cleaner. It's quite uh, nice, and I have a jacket here. here. A drug paraphernalia bag, nonetheless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also noticed that's the kind of thing that you love. Thank you. No, no, this was a shoe. This was a. Uh, Glass of polish bag that was given to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I swear to God. Practice that. And uh, I had a long white coat here, on the, and he covered it with like a coat covering blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it would not be spilled upon. Very, very strange things. Very attentive about. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not bringing duck on top, but covering, covering up clothes. in the street. Let that simmer. Your cover white coat, coat is exposed. That has to stop. Yeah. Cover that up, lens cleaner. So you got a job as an English teacher for who? Um, so I originally I, I got properly qualified and I went to Prague in the Czech Republic. But um, the money there wasn't very good, so I decided to come to Asia instead. Okay. So I came to Beijing and got a job here as an English teacher. Nice. And then after a while, well, you didn't know Chinese yet. No, no, I didn't know any Chinese when I came here. Don't I, you have to know it to teach the people that you're teaching how to speak no. it? No, because I, in my English teacher qualification, I learned how to like teach English without knowing the native language that you're teaching. Okay. It's like using very simple language and stuff. Like got it, got it. Um, but yeah, then I, I came to Beijing, did that for a while. My friend had this job at China Daily, and before he left, he recommended me for it. And a lot of stuff is about connections here. So and even the journalism entered your life. And the journalism returned, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that's cool. That was a very effective lens cleaner, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do good work here. So, okay, and then um, let me ask you, as a... Uh, 
as an editor for the official paper, do you find a decent amount of censorship of things you can and can't say? I mean, you're the editor, but does your copy get changed often or based upon what it, kind of it does, yeah. Um, there is, uh, the thing is, because we're writing for teenagers, there's not as much coverage of political stuff as there would be otherwise. Right. There's only been one or two occasions on which I've like, been told, you can't phrase this that way. What was it about? Um, what was that? There was, some, there was something the other day I actually did on my own because I knew that it wouldn't be allowed through. It was yeah. about, oh, someone was described as Taiwanese, and in our, in our style book, you're not allowed to describe someone as Taiwanese. They're like a Taiwan, like a Taiwan director, like a film director from Taiwan. But you can't say Taiwanese because it makes it sound like it's another country. Right. So I knew it wouldn't be allowed through, so I changed it. Yeah. What's that? It's still considered a province in China. Right. The yes. duck is very tasty, but it seems cold. Do they like actually have it ready a long time ago and forget about it or something? Who knows? It takes a while to prepare. I'm not sure. It's really good. Yeah. The skin is fucking awesome. Mm. Yeah. Do we have like sugary stuff to put the skin yeah. on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all right. um, good stuff. But it seems like, other than those three issues, like not mentioning those things, are there any other things they don't want you talking about or like? reporting on like organizing or on protests um, or anything as just as a foreigner in general oh no no just sorry, as a newspaper general. as a newspaper person um it's, it hasn't really it's for uh like for the main edition like their coverage of things like the hong kong protests was obviously very um pro-government uh, yeah very very much like these people are terrible um, but they at least would cover it yeah, no, they did cover it. They covered the things that happened. I mean, like things like pollution, it's becoming much more open because you can't ignore the pollution that's right. happening. So they, they've been more open with being like, they they're not doing they, enough they to deal with this. Under the Dome, right? They, they banned Under the Dome. Really? No, they, they didn't ban Under the Dome. That TV show? On Yoko. No, no. I want Yoko. It was banned. Yoko. Huh. Yeah. Why? I thought, because people got... from the government collaborated with it. Mm. Why did they ban that? They wrote about it anyway. Yeah. And then, and then Does that show an analogy for something I don't know about? No. Nope. Oh, un no, Under the Dome was this documentary about pollution, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Made by, yeah, made by a Chinese person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hank from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> Under the Dome. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> maybe that also got banned. But it was, <laughs> if it was very critical of Chinese pollution, not a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Just any show with that name cannot be shown in China now. Uh, I didn't know it was... I thought it was not banned, because we read about it in the newspaper. It was, it was a documentary about how bad pollution is going Well, there are often... There are sometimes... Times when Chinese um, stuff is, like, funded by the government, but then they'll draw it too. Yeah, that's Chris true. Chris was me about a film... I don't remember the name in English or Chinese, but it's a real sad film. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, state yeah, of life yeah, yeah. for some people in China. Yeah. People stuck in, like, certain poverty cycles. Right. And it's a really beautiful film that's very, like... And it wasn't a documentary, but it had a very good flavorful feel and a very authentic retelling of what's happening to some people in China. Right. And it was critically acclaimed by Western and Chinese media, but it was pulled because it was like, too bleak. But even so, so should be just like a weird thing about some of these like more authoritarian government stances. It's like people know the problems exist. Wouldn't you at least want people to be able to talk about like exposing certain stories as long as it's not anti-government that would just maybe then lead people to figure out ways to fix it? It just seems like, like an unnecessary protection of an issue. Does that make any sense? Or? Yeah, I mean, there are also lots of levels. Like a lot of the times the people who tell them not to do something, they're not the people at the very top. They're people trying to stop it from getting to a higher level. We're assuming it's probably, there's probably some stuff. Yeah, because yeah. so, it's such a like complicated system. There are some people who are probably just being overly cautious. Right. Like um, Des Bishop was a comedian who used to... Big, big... Uh... British comic, apparently, right? Well, in, in Irish, 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 yeah, Irish, very, right. very. Well, he's actually from New York originally, but he was here for a while, and he he, he learned Chinese when he was here, and did comedy in Chinese for a little while. Okay, um, Queens, Queens, yeah, 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 from from Flushing, Queens originally. But um, he he had a he was performing on a Chinese TV show, and uh, he had a he had a joke where he would like talk about the traditional Chinese character for love. Okay, and uh, he wasn't allowed to do it because. Just like mentioning the traditional Chinese character, like implies that Taiwan is better or worse in some way. But that that decision was not made by like someone at the very very top of the Chinese government. It was made by the guy who was producing the TV show. He didn't want to get into trouble, so it's difficult. 
Yeah, because yeah. they didn't want any kind of like better safe than sorry. Because traditional Chinese is is Taiwanese. yeah. So sorry, in in Taiwan they use traditional Chinese characters. Here they use simplified ones. Some of them are the same in both, but some of them are more complicated, like more strokes. You, you find that like in a lot of ways in just Chinese culture. I feel like like if there's a security guard guarding a gate, and it should be open. Uh, like there's no reason there's a gate around the corner that lets you into the same place. You ask that like can I go in there? He's like no. He's like, Why? That one's open too. He's like. Because they told me it's the way that it is. He's just protecting himself. He doesn't really care. Has that happened at school before? Yeah, all the time. That guy. That fucking guy. It'll be like there at the gate with the key, and I'm like, can I just come in? I'm going. You see me every day. Every day I work at this school. I'm gonna go around the gate like 300 meters. Go in. Go to the door right on the other side of the gate that you won't let me in. Right. He's like, I can't do it. Like. Why? He's like, because they told me. But if you manage to get in when, like, if you don't ask any questions and somehow you catch him not looking, you just run through. He's like, hey! You're like, sorry, I'm a... He's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> you just can't ask questions about it in chat. You just do it and then you're forgiven really quickly. But then, like. Sort of a good life yeah. advice in general is that, like, I always stuff. forget to learn is it's better to ask forgiveness than, than permission. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What well, was that thing with your visa when you, like, you overstayed and they were like, we're oh, going yeah. to fine you 8,000 quiet or we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you might be fined it, but you were like, oh, okay, so we have to pay it. They're yeah. like, well, you might not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I overstayed my visa. And they were like, yeah, we could run around. Yeah, because my Me work talks about. Like, 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 and they were like, riding a bicycle. Wonder, like, we had to like, run around apologizing to a whole bunch of people. And then we went to the airport and apologized. Really? Yeah, and they were like, all right, well, here's what you need to do. You need to come back tomorrow. So I be very sorry. <laughs> and then there's going to be a fine, and there's going to be 8,000 why. Except it might not be. And then we're like, well, like, what's the percentage chance of this? Like, what is, right. what's the likelihood? They're like, we don't know. You have to see tomorrow and see how sorry you are. And then I came back, if you're and on, I was pretty sorry that it was only 3,000 why. No, I, I think you could have been sorry. Yeah, I mean, you kind of blew it. What? Did they pay it? Did it work? No, it worked or not. Really? No, they messed up. Yeah, it was they're entirely not their fault. Yeah. They, uh, they didn't pay it for you. Not that pay. happened to me once as well. What is that? It's about 3,000 RMB is about um, $500. I didn't get fined anything. But I was only a few days over. But since, yeah, it's, it's case by pay, pay, person by person because some girls are really worried. Yeah. And the police officers are writing out my warning. Like warning from a Chinese government, right? So yeah. like, he was just like, oh, you, you have to do this. He, he was like, it's okay, it's okay, but I just have to yeah. do, I mean, do my, this meaningless paperwork. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of paperwork. Because Riley had the same thing with the driving. Riley has the same type of piece of paper, like a driving license. Uh, but, oh, okay. And he refused to pay the fine. And it's he just because he has like so with the with Chinese driving license work, he has like six points. And then you pay the fine to remove the points, but he's never gonna pay it. <laughs> he knows he's never gonna pay it because he doesn't care. So he's yeah. just not gonna pay. Yeah, and he will never have fingers on his hand again either. <laughs> yeah. Um, his rich little hands. Right. <laughs> so Nigel, oh shit! That's just lying about that though. Oh shit! Oh. 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 Could have been worse. Yeah. Could have been worse. Thank God the juice is. I just, dropped, <laughs> I just dropped the, the recorder slash my iPhone off the bean curd into the, 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 what is that called? It's like a rice, rice cake with duck pieces on top of it. Right on top of that. It really is. But everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, so Nigel, where are you from? What brought you here? And forgive the question, but since I have a bunch of white dudes and semi-white dudes so far on the podcast, you look like you are Asian of some kind. So I'm curious what your ethnic background is as well. Sure. Okay. What's that? I always beats football. Well, no, you can keep talking. It's still recording. All right, no worries. Um, I was born in Burma or Myanmar. I don't know how... What I should say, hey, if it's gonna get censored. Look at you. What do you mean? Oh, there's a there's a issue of whether to call Burma, Myanmar, or an issue with what mentioning the name. Yeah, well, one of them is the British name, and one of them is the government name. Why are people so concerned about the names of things though? It's like just a name, man. Yeah, we're not allowed to write Burma. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we have to write Myanmar. 
Yeah. The old, the old British name. Because Why? Powerful ally. Yes. Burma and China have good relationship, apparently. So everyone tells me. Mm. Well, I'm from Burma, and but when I was like two years old, I moved to the UK, and I was like pottering around the UK for a while. Pottering around. Well, just moving from place to place. Right. <laughs> and then. Like Harry? Oh, I guess yeah. I guess the first place I settled was Scotland when I was like five, through to about ten, and then I went to like Manchester, like Greater Manchester, when I was ten, through eighteen, and then went to uni in Sheffield, which is like a little. It's described as like England's biggest like village, spring place. Yeah. Then what brought you here to Beijing? I just finished my master's degree and just didn't really know what I wanted to do and I was just working a little bit. Um, so I just uh, got an offer from my friend to uh, come out because he was here teaching English and his friend was um, also... Um, his No, the guy who was he was supposed to work with dropped out in the last minute, this dude from Texas. Right. So there was like a, he had a spare space, and I'd been involved with like teaching stuff before, and I'd always like been interested in teaching. So I came out, and um, for the first four months I taught English, and then I travelled about for two months, and then I came back, and my degree's in um, chemistry, so I looked for a job teaching science. <laughs> so then I got a job at a pretty big school teaching biology. And then another job at a different school teaching AP Chemistry, so, um, yeah, so that comes... Do you think you're better than me? <laughs> I know I am. Oh, yeah. Napple, dabble. Oh, yeah. I'm going to move bean curds away from you now. Um, that's cool. And, and what's your favorite thing about this town? Why do you like being here? You know, I think the weird thing is um, uni, or what college was supposed to be, is, you know, you meet a bunch of different people, you have all these interests, you have a bunch of spare time, and you do your work. And that was, like, what I thought it was going to be. But really, I don't know, I felt my degree was very full-on, hands-on. I thought I had to devote a lot of myself to it. And I was just constantly under pressure to, like, do some lab report or work for an exam or do some, like, tutorial handling. And what, what I found in Beijing is... And I guess maturing with time helps too, but like, I do so much stuff here, you know? I get to do a lot more stuff here. So I can do like stand-up comedy, I can like go to the gym a bunch, shoot a... Go to the gym a bunch, you said? Yeah. Okay. We make time for that in the States too. I don't personally, but... Mm. I'm less peace, you guys. Shooter, like, um, oh, nice. Dim sum. Dim sum. Like, yeah, I do. Like, I, yeah, we get to do a lot of stuff. Um, I, I came here late to this dinner because I thought it was at seven thirty. I was watching wrestling. <laughs> you love Beijing because you can walk in to watch wrestling. No, but so very unpopular. So much, so much stuff is like um, you can just get it on Chinese internet. So I didn't know. Oh, about, about American TV. Yeah. <laughs> No, but like even pay per views. Or TV like, anywhere in the world. Yeah, you can get pay per views on any internet. But WrestleMania just came out on Chinese internet. Like, Kim's on regular internet too. <laughs> this is the worst reason I've heard so far. <laughs> Being in China. Well, wrestling is to die for. <laughs> nah, but no, but food, the food is very good. And, uh, is it Chinese girls? Books. Is it girls that brought us uh, all here? No, that brought, not, all not us. Definitely not me. No, no? <laughs> for him. <laughs> but I think it was the reason Nigel came here. It's a delightful bonus on the, I, <laughs> on the side. But I grew up dating white girls. Right. Was not from a white family. Right. I, it's not like a big fetishization. I don't think. What? Why do your friends disagree with that? <laughs> that you can ask them, I guess. <laughs> All right. Anybody? Anybody? No, no, you have it. Really? You need right. No, you're our guest. What? That's very sweet. I feel like we undershot on the duck a little. I feel like I'm gonna have a whole other duck myself. Is it too late to order another duck? Is that insane? Yes, because of the time. It would take like another hour. <laughs> 8.30? What? Our flight back to Shanghai is at 10. You should go. Yeah, you should go. Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't realize that happened. Jesus Christ. Wow. 
Yeah. Holy moly. There's only time for like five more bean chair juices. There's a bunch of beer left to... to, to you know what? You're going to have to leave some of this drink behind. Uh, <laughs> ready up? Last time I looked at my... Last I looked at was... It will separate more. Oh my God. The conversation just took away the time. Um, the last question I want to ask. Yeah. So you guys don't feel... Do you or do you not feel any like significant detrimental effect of the authoritativeness of the government or does it pretty much just fall away and doesn't matter to you? I think everyone else thought questions. Yeah, the only thing I feel like is the internet is slow. Yeah, the internet is terrible. Because yeah. uh, apparently except for wrestling uh, it's <laughs> yeah. sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, um, the internet is super slow, and you have to have a VPN to get onto all the websites. And that's, like, that was, I just went home for the first time in, like, two years, and I went home, and that was the thing I was blown away by, so I was like, oh, I forgot, I forgot what this is like. like and the wrestling. What? A lot of great wrestling. A lot of great wrestling. Yeah, I know the wrestling, too. There's also, there's lots of people who've done comedy here have done jokes about how there's different types of freedom. And including David, yeah. I think David had one as well. But yeah, it's like you, you can like uh, you can like walk down the street and drink here, and that's absolutely yeah. fine. Whereas in some places cool. that would be partially cracked down. Yeah, on. yeah. There are lots of there's also something you can do here that you can't do in other places, which which we like doing. So. Yeah. That question doesn't really apply to me, I guess, because I've been here 20 years and only using internet here. Uh, <laughs> never, never use it. There was no internet. <laughs> there was no internet before Shanghai Poly came to Shanghai. <laughs> came into existence. Um, I, I mean, that's true. It's fair. I did just, uh, you know, smoke a little weed while walking up, up to the restaurant. Yeah, no, no police. I did it just as a it. research. They don't know the smell of it. They don't know what it smells so like. No, no, one, no one does it, so you can. Perfect. Perfect. You can vaporize your time, and you can just smoke it in Chinese restaurants. And my, my, yeah. friend, my friend went to this place in China. That was like middle of nowhere, and he was really scared about like lighting up a joint. And then he smelled the smell of weed. And behind him, it was a police officer with like a massive blunt just rolled up. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> it, 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 it was an area of China where there was just a ton of weed. Really? Yeah. Oh, Have we asked for the check yet or not? Has that happened? Have we asked for the check already? We did? No, I didn't ask for the check. You guys, you guys could just like, I don't, I don't even know how it's We could leave money and then... Yeah, if it's going to take much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want us to be responsible for you guys missing your flights. It's been lovely, uh, but we should uh, stop you. I have so many boba balls left in my iced coffee, though. You have so much of this guy. I'm all of being girl. I want to see what happens. It's gotten like weirder and weirder as time's gone on. I want to see what happens when it's left to its own devices. That would be happening inside of me if I drank it. Like an ant colony or something. It's like a young nation growing, separation of church and state. Another good thing about living here is like there's lots of different spheres of people. Like some people have like make an effort to just hang out with Chinese people and like learn a bunch of Chinese. And then, like, the same there are tons of people. Like, I used to have like a French roommate, and like, so I used to be introduced with a bunch of her French friends, and like, it was a good chance to be friends with my French, and like, you really consolidate it. And I had tons of Russian people here. I studied like French and Russian in high school too, so I was like exhilarating for me to like respond to the kind of I mean, language is big. I go five to two, and then one over. No, I'm only really fluent in English. I speak, I speak okay French. Like, Possible Russian, and then like, okay, Chinese. Nice. So, so, so I mean, it, it does have a melting pot feel from my few days here. Um, it's kind of like the LA of, of Asia. Sure, I think a lot of like um, expat cities or expat settlements are like that, I guess. But I think in Beijing, more than most, because like, what I find in Beijing is like, there's such a wide range of socioeconomic. Um, situations well, here. Good to meet you. Like our friend Neil was like a lawyer, yeah, and like earning big bucks. And we're still friends with a lot of his friends by proxy, and like and then a bunch of our Chinese friends. And like I will be drinking properly. We have like yeah, so a bunch of English teachers don't make good money when we first come, but like you know we get to know everyone and start climbing this ladder, I guess. Like, like when you first come to China, like a lot of Chinese employers will like screw you and like give you a shitty contracts, because you come over and they'll be like, "This is a really good wage for China." And when you look it up, it is, but like they're not giving you the full story. Like you're living in Beijing, and if you want to do expat things, it's probably not a good wage. Expat thing? Yeah. You guys should probably. We gotta go. What are expat things? No, but like you could live. You could live. Like I know Chinese people that live on. 
on like wages of like. Like, uh, like can you cover mine and add it onto all you? Paul, you're going to be in Shanghai. Like, sure expensive, but yeah. yeah. Real pleasure meet you. If you guys want to plug any Twitter handles, any anything you want, or WeChat things, or whatever you want, www.comedyclubchina.com. There you go. If you're in Beijing. Yeah, you love it. Oh, and your Andreas oh, yeah. <laughs> What's that? He, he has like an alternate character. Oh, you want me to sign this? What, what did she say? Yeah, yeah. Do we sign it for you? Okay. I don't understand what's happening. She's a huge fan. She loves the podcast. Yeah, yeah. What is her name? She wants the signature. The signature of the first guy ever to order beef cookies. And drink some of them. What are we doing here? To look at it and actually. <laughs> what happened here? Did I just show I'm so yes, confused yeah, what happened. Why did I sign this? You don't know who I am, do you? You do? Have we ever made love? Have we? Be honest with me. Rebecca, it's been lovely. Well, I don't understand what happened. Such a pleasure. Later, guys. Later, man. Take care. Nigel, take care. Sorry to get the end of that thought, but it's a good place for expats. You need to get paid more fair wages to make that. That was the gist, right? We shouldn't be saying that. I'm talking to you now. We're fine. Okay, good. I feel bad for you guys. Take care. Bye, guys. I don't understand what happened there at the end. To do with your phone? I'm signing a release and I got my phone back. I thought I was giving her an autograph. That was the most <laughs> douchebag moment of my life. I hope I got my charger as we mad dash to the airport to fly back from Beijing to Shanghai. Ni hao. Shit, shit, ni. That was delicious, dude. As they chop the ducks up as we bounce. Yeah. I need a photo of this scene as we roll out. Love it. Is that okay? How far is the How far is the ride to the airport? Five, two, and then we get Wait, the line five subway to the two? Five to two to. Don't you the station? Oh, we get and then what? Then we get the express, which takes like thirty minutes. So what? Yeah. For real? Well, hopefully, we'll get there with thirty minutes before a flight. Would it be faster if we just take a cab straight there? Probably not. How likely is this probably? Because maybe we should do it. I doubt it, man. Because these fucking guys, uh, they can catch everything. Oh shit! We have to take two lines, and then it's only two stops. Two stops total. Yeah. And then get on a 30-minute thing, yeah. and our flight leaves in an hour 20. Yeah. All righty. You feel like we're going to be able to make it? Yeah. All right, good. We're not checking bags. That helps. Yeah. I sold my passport to a kid for a cigarette earlier, so I could put a little weed in it. So. I'm glad someone asked what time it was. I know. Jesus. <laughs> my fruit guy's back. Those cherries look amazing. Good Lord. So we did fill our time in to full maximum usage. In our uh, day and a half in Beijing. Beijing. We got to the 7 a.m. bullet train, got here at noon, checked into a hotel, went to Forbidden, well, we ate first at a noodle place at in the Beijing airport. Yeah. Went to the hotel, went to the Forbidden City, saw where Chairman Mao's body is, didn't go inside that because there was a big line for the Jing, Jing, dead body. Jing, Jing. Jingshan Park. Jingshan Park. The, the overlooking Forbidden City. And the dead center of dead center. Yep. Beijing. Beijing. And then we went... Uh, we took a little uh, tuk-tuk. 
backyard party at the... Through Hutong, by the way. Through Hutong. Hutong Lanes. Through the home Hutong. Had that party, party all night. And that was in Came the, back. The day one. Slept. Day two, woke up at 9-something a.m. Went to the... Took a private driver to the Great Wall of China. Worked for us all day for a very little amount of money, really. Yeah. And then almost fell asleep on the way back. Walked <laughs> the Great Wall of China. Good chunk of it. Right took to bomb the sleds end. down. Toboggans down. Tobogganing. Went illegally to the park past the restricted access area so we could see like the original, original dilapidated crumbled part of the wall. With trees growing out of it. Yeah. And then had Subway. <laughs> Eat fresh. We ate super fresh. For free Wi-Fi. They had free Wi-Fi and Subway at the at the base of the Great Wall. I had a scoop of Baskin-Robbins mint and chip I did not need. Went back to the hotel, showered up, took the subway, met the guys. Now for dinner, to experience pe- Beijing duck yep. and, and bean curd drink. And now we're rushing back. We're rushing on the subway through a gorgeous area here in Beijing. I like Beijing, man. I, man, I know it's not your favorite city. It's almost a toss-up for me. I think I like it maybe better than Shanghai. Shanghai is really cool. Been here for a while. Yeah. I stepped up track. his game, right? Yeah, big time. The subway, the subway makes it better. Totally. You don't have to get those dickweed taxi drivers. Truth. And private cars have to. We have to go through security again here, right? Yeah. They have x-ray machines at all the airports and subways. Station. Subway stations and however you walk through it, it beeps and they don't stop you. They're like, all right, go ahead. Which makes it seem pointless. <laughs> all right. It's a lot less busy than before. That's why it seems to be okay. True. Well, thank you for having me up here in China, man. Our pleasure. We're still going to go have a drink tonight. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we're going to get back to Shanghai at around midnight. Have a couple drinks. Repack all the souvenirs I bought into my bags. All the breakables in my backpack. And fly back to L.A. on a Tuesday morning. Love it. It's a full few days, man. Oh boy. There's still bean curd residue and duck sauce remnants on my phone. Okay, we're going to Dongjiang? Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth. Hashtag Brain Trust. Hashtag Big Liebers. Hashtag China Adventure. And nobody's going to use these hashtags. I should really stop talking hashtags. It is super douchey. It's douche move number two. A little out of my element with them, Stan. We're across the, the planet in a very foreign nation. I'm taller than everybody. That's not even that true. There's a lot of taller people than I expected. Yeah. Apologize for that stereotype, honestly. Is the machine not working? Only coins. Really? We won't take bills in this machine either? Oh, shit. Cutting down precious time. We'll make it. Last week on Earth. Last week One uh, final thought, if I may, to end this podcast out more completely. One addendum, or one bendendum, as Arsenio Hall put it. Uh, when I did his show, Man on the Street Peace, and he showed an extra clip. It was at the Xbox premiere, which somehow is well tied into Asia. Uh, when we last left you, Polly and I were running to the airport. Didn't realize we had to get on two different subways uh, lines, then to a half-hour shuttle to the airport express shuttle, um, and uh, we got to the counter with literally 14 minutes until our flight at the airport. She said, sorry, you missed it. I said, can we get on a later flight? She said, there's no later flight. You have to spend the night here. And I can't because I'm flying back to the States in the morning. And uh, she said, you can try at the at the actual ticket counter around the corner. We run to the actual ticket counter. We beg to start writing out handwritten tickets for us. So you're going to have to run, though, because your flight now leaves in eight minutes. And you're at the furthest gate down the end of the terminal. Um, 
and we sprinted to that gate and got there with four minutes until the flight left and flights closed with 15 minutes so we should have been shit out of luck by every measure and we roll up there and almost the whole plane had not boarded yet about a 10 minute delay that saved our lives time to buy water and even had time to buy water I ran into the convenience store there next to our gate while Polly held my spot in line got him a water myself a kind of a lightly carbonated lime soda water and we are on the plane as you can hear right there uh, or you may have heard a little earlier Anyway, we made it. We're both sweaty messes. I'm sweating through my face, which is the most popular way to sweat. It's most common. Uh, anyway, thought you needed the ending of how that journey wound up. And now a two-hour flight back to Shanghai. And then a couple of beers. <laughs> and a couple of beers at the Shanghai Comedy Club. Um, uh, wind up the trip well. A very, very uh, intense fun-filled trip. Love it. Love it. Perfect way to end it. <laughs> Not bad. Not, yeah, much better than if we were doing this from, from the terminal. I'm going like, damn. Crying in our boba tea. <laughs> uh, all right. Good night, everybody, and I'll talk to you all next week on Last Week. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir. Only at Smodcast.com.